patron wizard will touch your body and Stifle won't die. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hello and welcome to Everyday Eternal number 164, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. As I say this, I just realized I haven't dropped the, the cast link to my two co-hosts. That's actually why I've been expecting them for way longer than I actually should have. Okay, we are a very professional production, I'm sure. We'll only take them a couple more minutes to come in at the very least. Uh, until then, we'll figure this out. And and there's number one coming in. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? I'm good. You okay? Okay, you're the first one to come in. You get to decide whether you either have your body touched by Patreon Wizard or you will be stifled by Stifle. Uh, I wouldn't be stifled. Uh, both, both at the same time. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta settle this once and for all. By the way, because I was listening on on Kai's stream the other day, and we like even Chet couldn't agree on this. There were like ten different pronunciations. How do you pronounce the card? P- patron wizard, patron wizard. I'm just gonna read it again. It's uh, it's right there in the show. I notes. know, I know, I know. I'm scrolling down. <laughs> patron wizard. Wait, patron wizard. Patron. I say patron. Patron. Okay, that sounds good. Hey, Kai, how's it going? We just figured out it's actually called Patreon Wizard because your chat couldn't agree how to pronounce it. Oh, I thought it's Patreon Wizard. <laughs> oh, but, but I think this, this there's no e in there. Yeah, this guy came. Yeah, this guy came out before Patreon. So, uh. yeah, guys, if you want to support us, you can become a Patreon Wizard for sure. Like we we, we have Patreon. <laughs> Dude, like should, what, yeah. what do you have? There was Secrets, Thalia, Eternity, and Grizzlebrand here. Maybe that's the secret Patreon Wizard. I love mm, that. We really should do that. You really should. <laughs> At, uh, to the homepage, yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, we, we, we'll talk more about that card and also about Stifle and how it's just like the next big thing Wait, that just won't die. These are legacy cards, are they? Uh, kind, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah there, there are some cards that just won't die and then like we get crazy. Well, old tech in that case coming in, even though I guess Patreon Wizard never really was a tech in Legacy, was it? Uh, <laughs> guy is like, you know what? There's like 10 people around the world getting pissed off with you right now <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're having the headaches but actually we, we had somebody getting really pissed off because i i actually last episode we got you know we got to issue a correction we don't do it like these these shady newspapers who have to I, I don't know if that's a thing in other countries but in germany if a newspaper gets something incorrect and they get sued for it then they have to print a correction and they usually mm-hmm. do it on like page 517 on the bottom right like font size 2 and they're like okay we were wrong like this is actually how it works and I you know last episode I said Netrunner was the second game ever designed by Richard, Richard Garfield yeah somebody lost their mind like oh god don't ever listen to this podcast again because it's actually the third game ever designed by Richard Garfield oh, well, I stopped listening to the podcast after that yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> I just checked out the episode I was like, I'm done <laughs> no 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 so 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 credit for credit is you uh, the second game ever designed was was uh, Oh my god. I think it's Vampire the Masquerade or something. You know, the mm-hmm. funniest part is I almost wanted to bring it up because I knew that he also designed a game called Vampire, Vampire but I just could think of this like... Well, if you get the name wrong now, you're going to have to correct yourself next episode. You know, so actually, let me, let do you want to get it right? Check that. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. It could also be some kind of like soft porn or something. Vampire the Masquerade. Wait, didn't, uh, didn't they also release... Fuck, like- it's a, it's a video game. No, wait, it's a pen and paper role-playing game. 
by a, by a company called White Wolf, which sounds scarily racist. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay, maybe, okay. Now, now White Wolf is going to hate on us. I guess. Okay, you, you can never do it right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Vampire and the Masquerade, uh, second game ever produced, and yeah, here here we are. Maybe you know we we, we branch out into into the other card games. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, how are you? How, how is life? I'm pretty good. I. Uh... Actually, I've just got my legacy mojo back this last week. I've been playing like a ton of leagues. I played the challenge yesterday and did terribly, but I did better than Kai, but I did really badly. Okay, and that's a pretty low benchmark, right? <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Piss, piss um, off, come on. <laughs> but I've been like just playing tons of leagues. Like just having the, the Warhammer cards online now has just got the, um, not really the fire. I didn't like lose excitement for the, the game or anything but it was just like ah oh, the, the format feels more complete now so um i've just been griefed a lot it's great <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. people are grieving you with grief that, that the, sounds exciting what, what did you play yesterday if you played I, I think you didn't play painter right no so i played the i think we just um i've been kind of referring to it as just like cauldron because it's like a mono red or black red cauldron deck but the painter discord decided calling it goblin soup which i think is really cute goblin because soup. it's like a cauldron and goblins go in and out of it so i think that's really cute but it's like it's the the agatha soul cauldron plus goblin engineer plus phyrexian devourer we we talked about that on like in a, oh, a bomb man episode this is the main combo but outside of that you just have like lots of welder shenanigans you're playing the new broadside bombardiers to throw big things at people's faces and stuff and it's cool it's it's um i'm still learning the deck honestly like i'm still learning how to build it i'm trying tons of different versions different splashes different configurations and like as with anything like this i'm just losing a lot and like I like I'm making plays like I keep playing Goblin Engineer thinking right I'm going to go and get Phyrex and Dragon Engine here and like oh I forgot to put it in the de- this version of the Wait, deck and you, stuff you don't even have Phyrex and Dragon Engine I, I, for- I forgot to put it in the challenge yesterday <laughs> I've got like 10 different versions in Magic Online so you just forget to put something in sometimes but like I love this period of like just finding out about things and just playing tons of different versions and just working things out and I'm, I'm kind of drifting back to Painter as well I play a couple of Painter Leagues because um is Painter good again? I think it's good. There's there's really, like, I think I'm drifting back to Mono Red because with Broadside Bombardiers, the deck can be a little bit more aggressive. I don't know. I, it's cool. Like, having Chaos Defiler is so good. It just, you get to play it and it's just great. Uh. <laughs> five mana drop and Legacy, here we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it gives you the, the welder into engineer draws and stuff. And, of course, of course. Which yeah, yeah. Uh, you just really miss and things. So the format's feeling way more just complete again so i've been really really enjoying it um yeah great fun and are are you gonna play four seasons because i heard you might not no i'm i'm not four seasons because i'm going to italy on friday to see kai we're going skiing which we're very lucky to with some italian friends um but then four seasons of the following weekend but i'm already going for family holiday in france the following week so i'm gonna stay in italy working you're just gonna do another winter season like four seasons skiing and then skiing again it's like oh yeah. my god this is, yeah I mean, if, if four seasons will come to france to the alps i'll play there but yeah okay maybe talk to them maybe, maybe we have yeah, like 500 maybe. people relocate or something yeah so <laughs> that sounds about right sounds about right and kai you you are going to four seasons but this time not as a wait no you you are not going as an artist right at least not with a booth yeah for um what I, happened? Think, I think it's the second time that i, I go to that event uh, without a booth and I'm kind of relieved because it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 not as stressful 
as always. And the main reason is honestly, like it, it's kind of simple. Uh, I can't take everything with me because uh, we are on the skiing trip um, first and you need a lot of stuff to take with you on a skiing trip. And then you have your decks. And if I also have to add like my whole booth to it, and if, I, I don't think we can fit all that in a car. I don't think oh, so. you might as well take like the helicopter or something. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, the everyday channel helicopter. Well, maybe I can like ski. Yeah, I can, I can maybe, like ski down to Italy. That'd be so cool. It's nice to mix ski it up as well. All the way right? to Bologna, easy. Yes, yeah, like easy. one giant mountain. Yeah. But it's nice to mix it up for you, right? Like you know, do the booth and then play a bit and like go off and. On. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I also made like a new shirt. Uh, I got one printed. It basically it's like a it's like this baseball a jersey thing. But it says like tokens from player to player, and it also displays like a to uh, like my one of my newest tokens on the front and the back, um, to make it easier for people to you know get in touch with me between rounds. Maybe I'm gonna have my binder with me and uh, a couple of tokens, right? But you know what you should do? Mm -hmm. You should have a thing where you have like all your tokens on your back, and then people can can like I don't know put stickers on them with their email address. And somehow they won't fall off, and that's how they can like order the tokens or something. Oh shit! That's... That, I mean, there's probably yeah. something in there. Don't do it like I just described it, but you know, you get the idea. Oh my! Just I mean, put up every... a big poster, and like people can like put in pieces of paper with their email address. Yeah, and yeah. Then they just PayPal you and something like that. I'm, I don't know. I mean, pe people. Yeah, I'm happy if people just slap me. That's good. Just or randomly <laughs> like give you money. They can also slap me without a sticker. <laughs> 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 Oh, but yeah, yeah I mean, but that's, that's probably going to be pretty easy from what I've seen last night when I watched your stream. Uh, pff, dude, I... You got destroyed, man. Yeah, like, dude, I, I couldn't believe that you actually I, ended up winning two matches. I Seriously, like, I, I, I'm like... I'm about to sell my whole legacy collection. Please, someone, please uh, sell me your burn deck. I'm like... I've been telling I was, you. I was like, so... Tree Fog burn, it's real. Dude, I'm telling you, I was so devastated yesterday. I've, I've, oh. I've did, because I... I was kind of high on my current 75. I was like, yeah, you know, I got this brand new, like, miscut Bayou. I really want to play in this Doomsday deck. And, and like, I, I kept talking to Martin Nielsen about Doomsday, like, you know, this whole time. And we, ha we had, like, everything prepped and, and blah, blah, blah. And then I entered this, this challenge and I got... Whew, I like like I, I don't even got crushed. I like I it was devastating, man. Like I didn't stand a chance against really anyone. What did you, thing what is, did like, you I play against? Just uh, oh, like every like basically the the whole menu really like uh, I was got you uh, the whole the whole yeah. Really, like, um, I won versus Grixis Delva. So uh, so I was on Buck Doomsday, right? So and with the Wanderings and. So I won versus Grixis Delva, then I lost to Grixis Delva, then I lost to Goblins, and I won versus 8-cast Painter, I lost to regular oh, Painter, no, actually, Scratcher, I, I lost to Callum and your <laughs> non-Painter deck, yeah, yeah. and and then I lost uh, against Moonstompy, and then I also lost the final round versus Buck Beanstalk, and I was like, I was 2-5, and five, and I, I don't think I've ever finished 2-5 and five in a Legacy Challenge, and maybe that just reminds me of how grateful I should probably be. Because there, there might be a lot of people who regularly go too far. If you also isolate these these matchups and like look at them, okay, you won against Grixis Delva, great. You lost against Grixis Delva, that's quite normal. Right. And then like the Goblins deck is probably just as fast as you, and they have the option to like side into some hate if they want. Whereas you don't really have the hate; you're just trying to be as fast as them. Totally. Moonstomp Moon is super volatile. Painter is a pretty bad matchup if I was playing Painter. And I think you could, like, watching the games back, I think you totally could have won if you just had the information that I wasn't playing Painter. You would have definitely beaten me. <laughs> like, that's just a weird thing. It's, I was playing a newer deck, which is not, like, yeah. established yet and stuff. So all of these, like, matchups isolated 
are quite swingy. So I think you could have easily been 5-2 as well. It's sometimes just those days happen. Right? Honestly, like, I, also, I wouldn't read too much into that. Like mm. the, I only got to watch the last rounds where you got destroyed and didn't win a single game. But then again, like uh, if, if you like your list uh, and you kind of want to play it, I, I wouldn't switch from there just because of that result. I agree. Would, would, you, guys, would you guys put Goblins, Moonstompy, and your Soul Cauldron deck into like one basket like is is it is it no 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 not at all. goblins is like a combo deck it's like it can kill yeah. turn two turn three it's much more like like i will board in mind break trap against that deck my oh, deck shit. is much more mid-rangey it's it's got a combo like it can kill turn two turn three but it's very similar paint to painter really like null rods are yeah. good against it it's a combo deck that uses the graveyard and artifacts so similar to painter and then Moonstompy is a prison deck against you anyway so they're three different ones all of them all mono red basically it's weird yeah, I, I guess your deck is just like mm -hmm. not good against Dread in the first place. I should have phrased like the question like differently, right? Because mm -hmm. um, from a combo player's pers pers perspective, I think all three decks are somewhat similar because they they all present. First of all, they start with Ancient Tomb, right? Mm -hmm. And they have somewhat of a a prison style start. Like you know, the Goblin player usually starts with like some sort of like maybe Magus of the Moon or like a Chalice or something like that. Like before they go Muxus, right? Or the the Moonstompy deck. Usually doesn't play Fable of the Mirror Breaker turn one. It rather goes like mm -hmm. Blood Moon on turn one or Chalice, right? Can and you it's a si sorry, mm -hmm. gone. Sorry. No, no, no. Like so, 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 like from a combo player's perspective, these play patterns are somewhat similar, I think. And it almost <clears throat> doesn't matter if my opponent finishes with, let's say, like an initiative um, Caves of Chaos Adventurer or like a Muxus or the Painter combo, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, this is like the, the the second step, right? Basically after That's the present fair. piece. Now you frame it like that. I I agree. They have very similar play patterns. Like. Yeah. I would be looking to, I don't know your exact list from yesterday, but my first instinct is you want Force of Negations and you want like a basic island and Hydroblast with Yorin Lorien revealed. That's my first oh, instinct. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I was thinking about subtleties, like a lot of them. You, you keep bringing them up all the time and they never really see them do anything impressive. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like you play this deck way more than I do. But every time like Doomsday players bring, on subtle, uh, bring up subtlety, I'm like, eh. It's uh, really like it doesn't feel exciting, honestly. I've got your list now, and you have three Lorien revealed, and no basic islands, no hydroblasts. Do you think that's a direction to try? Like, like how often does that realistically happen, though? Like that that you get that. I mean, okay, you can, you can get the island, but because once you get the island, you like you can then cast your cantrips and stuff, and then like that's the hydroblast for a moon if you need to, or you just counter their other lot pieces or whatever. I don't know. Seems good to me, but I, again, I don't yeah. play this deck. It's. I was going to say it's so-and-so against goblins, but actually it's not because you can still kill the sticker goblin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You kill it with yeah, the trigger in the yeah. stack and it stops it. Yeah, Totally, totally. I also got to say that um, I was way higher on uh, subtlety bef like before um, when initiative was, was, was much more like, you know, dominant in, in legacy. I feel like the initiative stompy is still up there, but mm. um, like goblins is just so much better at doing the initiative thing, I think. What I've, what I've seen from like the Moon Stompy players is they say Goblins is a really bad matchup, and that seems to probably carry over to Initiative as well, where Goblins oh. have so many hasters, they go over the top because Muxus is just so powerful. So it feels like, yeah, Turbo Muxus is kind of pushing out the uh, the Initiative. And oh, that's Moon a fair Stompy point. Yeah, yeah. 
It's always it's always like that, right? Like like the prison the prison back decks, like the best deck is the one that can mm. actually put a lot of stuff on the field. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I think goblins you've got absolutely respect. It's it's a top tier deck now. So like I'm playing two pyrokinesis in my sideboard over furies, for example, because really? the instant speed is yeah, very important. Yeah. I think you have to respect it a lot. Yeah. I, you know, I was just curious the other day, and I looked at, the other day is like earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I looked uh, on MTG top eight. Usually I don't look at the last two weeks, but it felt like it's. There were so many things changing up lately mm -hmm. that I just had them calculate the metagame for the last two weeks, and that's what I posted in here. And out of all the aggro decks, for example, Initiative is just in, in shared seventh place out of all the aggro decks. Oh, and wow. Goblins is the second most prominent aggro deck. Like you, you got Grixis aggro, or I guess Grixis Delva, like I would call it in first place. Then you have Goblins in second place out of all the aggro decks. Yeah. Like 8%. And like when you account for Reanimator, okay, that's the most played deck of the la I guess most played and most placing deck of the last two weeks at thirteen percent, which is already a ton. But then Goblins is the third best placing deck in Legacy right now. That's and crazy. Yeah. I think that. But uh, uh, you know, Callum, you really opened my eyes to it because I didn't really think about it that way until just now. But it actually is a combo deck. Like, yeah, I, I've been complaining about how often it kills me. Like even turn two, <laughs> and I mean that's pretty real. Like, it is. It's, it's it slow is. Belcher, kinda. It, like the turn two is is rare. Like it's it's still going to be, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, w w once you also count, like basically, you, you can also sometimes like count the turn twos that are basically dead, where it puts you like to two yeah. life and then yeah, pass the yeah. turn. That's true. That's true. And like turn three is quite consistent or realistic. Um, but then at mm -hmm. the same time, it can just go like mountain go cavern play a goblin and then against the fair decks and stuff. It, and then Muxus just being like a very hard castable six drop through cavern is quite a problem mm. so it's it's really really damn good deck it's kind of slept a little bit like it's gone under the radar a little bit i think in circles of just people talking i think the grinders on magic line especially do respect it but it's um not got like the hype as another new deck will kind you know, of it's get. kind of funny that there's always this delay uh when talking about decks that do really well on magic online mm -hmm. and then once your friends who usually don't like consume a lot of like twitter or whatever reddit uh, or podcasts even and then at some point like a couple of weeks later they start bringing it up like hey Julian did you see this deck hey check this one out oh my god Goblins is so good and it's like a couple of weeks after it started making the rounds on Magic Online and that's where you start feeling oh this is like manifesting itself as like yeah, a proper true. deck in the meta not just like some some random brew that somebody tried I guess this one is weird because it had I mean because obviously Sticker Goblin wasn't on Magic Online for a while so it had the first success in paper but I think it actually then like continued to see a fair bit of play in paper um, before Magic Online, whereas, you know, even with the Warhammer cards, we've like, okay, we've got Defiler and Painter, we've got uh, Triumph St. Catherine doing pretty well in some paper events, but like, because the the feedback and like the results from paper is so much less than Magic Online, you know, you don't really know, you're just like, when at the beginning with Chaos Defiler, people were saying, is it really good? And I'm like, I don't really know, like, I can't play enough, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, I don't have the confidence to say it, but like, Goblins players picked it up pretty fast, and I saw a lot of the Turbo Muxus decks in paper and continuously while the sick goblin wasn't on magic online and it then came on magic online and it was still slow to pick up and now it's really starting to see more play in both and get better and better do you think sicker goblin is better on paper or on magic online it's better on magic online quite I also quite differently think so it, yeah. just just by the numbers it's better online because in paper you can hit like four four five and you and you know that you're never getting the six playing it on magic online is a little bit harder could be a little bit more frustrating because sometimes you have to just like go for the five or six and sometimes you hit the four it's random but like in paper you it, on magic online you can play it hit a six 
and then hit another six off another one that you hit off that and stuff. Or like it's mm. you just you get more mana on magic online, so it is just straight up better on magic yeah. online, but it's more random. So it's I believe yeah. it's a little easier to play in paper because you already know what you're gonna get, so you can sequence accordingly. Yeah. But then again, like once you account for the randomness on the magic online, I think overall once it levels out yeah i agree i think it's better the way it's it's programmed mm-hmm. on magic Online, but ever so slightly just yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But i think the you you kind of you get more out of it you get more mana out of it enough that it's worth it to for the randomness yeah. it's but yeah i've played a few leagues with it and like you know gone for it thinking i need a five or a six i've got an extra simian spirit guide in hand and you hit the four and you're like oh, well okay I'll, I'll play, <laughs> like, play my play my two two or whatever I mean, those, yeah, like, yeah. Pass. the thing is I mean, that it's usually yeah. just like a rabble master instead which is still quite good okay. and what's actually insane is the the battle cry goblin i know we did an episode a while ago where we were saying how good this card is but that guy is so good the card is monster. wild in that deck like because of all the extra mana and scope prospectors you're just like okay i didn't get what i wanted but i'm gonna attack you for 17 on turn two okay i was gonna i was gonna say right yeah. how often have you been there where you pass the turn they have literally an empty board and you're sitting on 16 life and you're like Okay, like, what's the worst that could happen? You press F6, you walk away, you come <laughs> back, you're dead. Like, the side-spotting screen pops and, and, up, you're like, what? And it's like, you're on two life, but they also have, like, seven creatures, and they're all going to make one-ones when they attack as well. It's just like, God. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, so... But, by the way, you, you guys wonder, is, is that part of, like, why we see so much Stifle again? Like, we already saw it, like, I want to say in the in the um, Eternal Weekend winning list, and one of the Eternal Weekend... Weekend winning list. I think we saw like two copies or something like that. Oh no, it was the, the run up, right? The the, I the can't Grixis. quite remember. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, and, it was uh, Jay. I've got his Oh Jay, Jay, Wojciechowski. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. He had a two or three, and he. I remember him yeah. saying they were really, really good. Yeah, and I see them everywhere now. Like I, I looked at a couple of lists. Like we were going to talk about the God of Legacy in a moment mm-hmm. and the Legacy Showcase Challenge. And in a top of the top placing lists, I see like two to three copies or everywhere. I'm going to yep. be honest. I I don't trust enough that there's like a rhyme <laughs> or a reason like I, I can see it being good in and out but i don't i think I don't it's, I I think it's kind of card. a card that's just like okay so if if it's not being played much you'll you'll play two or three because it'll kind of get people and uh, right, right, that, that's a conventional I, wisdom thing but i know you it is play but... into it like even, even with Thatchlands, you will often just play into it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, even at, at the very least, like an, an opponent's upkeep or something. But like, you will not play your Sticker Goblin just because your opponent represents Stifle and it's like some <laughs> yeah, very specific yeah, yeah. situation. But, but at the no, same no. time, like currently, if um, we're saying this blue-black Rescaminator deck is like the top dog, I wouldn't want to have Stifle against that deck. So oh, There's nothing you really want to Stifle against them, right? No, it's well. like there's, there's lots of targets, but it's all kind of like... It's not worth the chance of just top decking stifle in this kind of attrition Super of resources. Yeah, that's true. I mean, isn't isn't the main reason for stifle also to be uh, to stifle like uh, the leyline binding? You know, it's it's somewhat like of a spell pierce effect, right? Like you know, um, you see it mostly in tempo decks, and like they they gotta fight through all these removal spells, and it's actually quite nice that you have such a one mana clean answer to mm-hmm. probably the most played removal spell right now. Like it's uh, it, swords, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I think it's it's actually pretty pretty good. Like it it does stop removal, so it's so it's like a, it's a spell pierce slot. Uh, it also counters cascade, Dust oracle, you know, Muxus, Atroxa. There's so there's almost not not a single creature in Legacy right now that doesn't have an ETB or activated ability at this point, right? Uh, yeah. Even Burktide. I, 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 I mean, now we're reaching. Dude, I want to. I want to see you pull that off and like win a tournament that way. I still feel like you could pull up almost any legacy meta game and be like, "Hey, here's loads of reasons to play Stifle." Like it's it's always gonna have fetch lands. Obviously, yeah. I, I understand that, but 
there's it's there's probably some i'm, I'm gonna not say every single one but like there's always going to be like planeswalkers or creatures with abilities and stuff i but don't think are pretty dead i would say like Maybe. Like, we don't really do Planeswalkers in Legacy anymore. That's true. We, we, have, like, lovely, um, <laughs> we have fourth Erlingas. Like, that's pretty much what we do, and that's it. Yeah, I mean... Fourth Erlingas killed all the Planeswalkers. Not because it kills it, but just because it's better. Mm-hmm. I just don't see... Mm. I don't see a difference between now. I'm not saying Stifled now is bad, but I don't see a difference now to, like, lots of other metagames where there's just plenty of Stifled. I mean, the thing is, like, also, like, we, we don't really get to Stifle a lot of, like, combo decks. Like, usually combo decks are pretty vulnerable to Stifle. It was, like, another Force of Hell, uh, almost. I mean, Tendrils has always been there, and, like... Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that's what I'm talking about, but I don't think that really is a deck anymore right now. I mean, it's like, that, if you're saying it's good against Thassa's Oracle, it was good against Tendrils when Tendrils was the win con of, like, Storm decks. And I think the Rescaminator decks are kind of just really, really punishing combo at the moment. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. Like that basically that's what I'm talking about. There's there's like really not a lot of combo decks where Stifle is good against. Oh, so you're you're arguing against Stifle now? No, I'm I'm oh. neither okay, for fine, nor fine. against it. Like basically yeah. Okay, if you want my honest opinion, I think people are just playing Stifle because it's a cool card to play and everybody's always looking for an excuse to play it. That's pretty much where I land, I'll be honest. I, we're in complete agreement now. I'm saying people are playing it because it's not bad. It's really like not bad, but I think people are playing it because it's it's not it's bad. Like, and Stifle it's fun is the play. kind of card that makes you feel big brain when, when it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a very good selling point. Yeah, for like, like once you have dazed like your opponent's spell and they crack a fetch land to pay and you stifle that that's like boom peak legacy to me <laughs> it's like so old school too right and it, it, yeah. it and I th- it almost doesn't matter how, how good or bad the, um, the cards are in, in current legacy like this technique will always work out because legacy is and probably always will be a fetch land dual land format right for the most part so um Remember we say that now, but you, you, it's kind of funny, right? We, we talked about these these survey lands on the last episode and how we think they're actually pretty good and I Ooh. think that's but they actually did become a thing in Legacy, mm-hmm. right? They're insane. They're so good. Yeah. I love them. It's something to stifle. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop the surveil. Let's go. What, one final go. little quick point on Stifle. I think the Delver decks are like way more aggressive than they've been since like expressive iteration and stuff. So Stifle is better in tempo and aggressive versions. So it makes more sense there. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Even though the, where I actually see it the most is like mid-range decks. Like all these, these like, I don't know, f- they don't even have proper names like anything beanstalk even sometimes or i guess we will also get to okay we, we get to talk about the wizard oracle in, in a moment <laughs> yeah, <'cause> here. <laughs> <laughs> something else but yeah i'm um, kai you played with the sway lands right Callum, did you also get to play with some of the sway lands i've um not yet but i've been watching lots of people stream and stuff and they are yeah. really really good so i think like the, the, these lands were absolute sleepers in almost all formats i guess in standard pioneer like people probably pick them up immediately but like the enters the battlefield tap clause was such a such a downer i think for most people that like the card was also not that expensive right at the beginning i think how can it be sleepers when even we talked about it like uh, there was also like nothing else exciting from that from that new set Dude, i i don't even know is, is, is that is that like murders at call of Mana or something that that sort yeah yeah okay. like like all in all i think this set is is like semi-interesting for for legacy there's there's not just not a lot of playables for for legacy in particular but the surveillance they just like i think people just need a little bit of time to to um to acknowledge how how powerful those new play patterns are because they kind of lead to new play patterns that we are not really used to, right? Mm-hmm. Like like crack and fetch lands in like in very s- strange situations. For example, like I ha- I had it like uh, recently where 
Uh, my opponent put um, cast like a Merktide region, and I had like a Force of Will and a Pitch Card and a Dark Ritual, right? So I was in Doomsday. Mm -hmm. And then in response to the Merktide, I cracked my fetch land, got the Undercity Sewers, surveilled, and the top card was a Doomsday. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't counter the Merktide and rather mm -hmm. use my Force of Will to protect my Doomsday, right? Like those kind of play patterns are now live and they are absolute real. They're really cool. And There's, sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, and, um, and also like like and, and some other things like I, for example my first statement also when, when I saw these were okay oh this this land is absolute garbage in combination with uh, days for example right because why do you ever want to pick up a land that no, ETB is tapped right it's but it's great dude it's so good <laughs> oh my goodness it's so yeah, insane yeah. I want to play more of them really um there's this uh, player who plays locally called Nick and he he's got his own brew which is absolutely awesome with them it's green black reanimator but it has the chain of smog and uh, whatever the creature is called. Uh, forgotten and um, oh, with a boom apprentice yeah yeah with a boom apprentice so he's playing worldly tutor so with worldly tutor can go and get the wither bloom <laughs> or with the surveil lands you cast worldly tutor with the the trigger on the stack and it's like eight in tombs then because you play in tombs as well so you've got yeah it's really cool and he crushed me this is like, this is like entomb this is entomb from wish this is like entomb at home holy smokes dude <laughs> but like at the same time we, when we played he was like oh i need to find some actions so you just go and get them and you surveil and look for action seriously like i i i i see the idea because it basically gives you eight entombs and entombs is usually like it, it, it says something that against like classical blue black reanimator or even against blue uh, black red reanimator entomb was actually the card to to, to counter and like not a lot of other cards, not a lot of situations. So having eight entombs, I see, I very mm -hmm. much see the idea. I just love the thought. Like you sit down for a legacy tournament. Somehow you haven't heard about this these new surveillance because you don't <laughs> listen to everyday tournament. And then like your opponent goes like, and uh, wordly tutor, <laughs> undercity sewers, put my creature in the bin, and you sit there. You're like, okay, this is gonna be an easy round, and then they crush you. Yeah, well, <laughs> because it seems like such a kitty tech. You've right? got to also do it in like a really cute way. You've got to fetch, put the surveil trigger on the stack, and then respond to it with the worldly tutor. Because otherwise, you should. But yeah. um, but it's it's cool because it doubles up as like the the chain of smog combo card, right? Because it finds the with a blue apprentice, and then it finds like cyborg creatures to like uh, what's the leyline the killer like the evoke elemental that kills a, a disenchant like it finds these cyborg cards to deal with hate as well it's just a really cool idea i think i think it's like the uh, okay two two reasons why this is actually good on temple of enlightenment and all these like terrorist cards are not good first of all surveil is better than scry i think we pretty much all agree on that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. second and i mean that's i guess the obvious part is this one has the land types the basic land types so you can actually fetch it like it's it's a technical tool in your arsenal later like for example later in the game when boss players are top decking you draw a fetch land that's usually horrible but now all of a sudden you get a i guess a, a scry or surveil and in those situations doesn't matter all that much unless you find like a, i don't know an uro if that's like hard and legacy it's kind mm -hmm. of dead now almost yeah. but it, it just like having the one-off in your deck it's, it's just like so good because we have to fetch lands and we can access it at basically any time and yeah it makes it so that whenever you're like top decking or even if you have to spare mana like if you can afford to fetch a, a tap land you're just going to get a free survival out of there. And we already know how far, like, mm. an extra card goes in Legacy. But even just, like, scrying or surveilling is, is already, like, pretty, pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, totally, totally. Like, I, um, I have, like, a, something, like, a good news and bad news about this card, right? Like, the good news is that people don't have to also invest a lot of money into Legacy anymore because, like, they don't have to buy four Volcanics or four Underground Seas anymore. Like, it can be, like, three Underground Seas and one Undercity Sewers, for example, and it would not weaken the deck at all, but you you save a lot of money, for example, especially for new players, right? 
Depends on the deck, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah maybe it does. Like I, like I'm, I'm giga fan of underground sea, and I just play four underground seas and one undersea sewers. But um, this are we talking can... about Doomsday now, right? Yeah. Oh, like you know, and it can be really any deck. But even like a like a soup deck, you know, four color soup mm -hmm. uh, can maybe cut. You know, the, you don't have, even have to buy like the second or third tropical island, but maybe you play like the the blue green version. Of the mm -hmm. uh, surveillance mm -hmm. instead. So you you actually we already talked about this. You actually see this like as a one-off or two-off in, in tempo decks. Uh in tempo decks, I don't know. But um, like the slower your deck is, like the better, I think. Like mid mid rangey tempo mm -hmm. decks, like the kind of deck that would like not play Diver but still have like days and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, Im imagine if you go like end of turn. I don't know. You um crack fetch and get the the uh, simic. Surveil land and then you surveil down on Uru, for example. That's nuts, right? Start stuff like that. the The bad news about this card is that I think this is now the ultimate, basically banishing of preordain from Legacy. I, I like if if really? you, I, I man, I I think so. Like pr like, why would you want to play preordain? Um, if you have access to Undercity sewers, for example, I never I never considered them the same slot. Yeah, like, I don't know. That, that doesn't line, line up to cards. me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, or like, let, let me put it this way. Like, why would you want to fetch for an underground sea and then cast Preordain if you could also just fetch for undersea sewers? Because Preordain is so better. <laughs> 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 but you also have to pay mana for it. And, I, I, and it's a blue I, I card for small count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, but eh, I, I'm not. I'm not entering that. Show. Like, like <laughs> I had this situation a couple times now, where like, where it's like, I think I, I rather just keep mana open and end of turn I, I fetch for that surveil trick and set up oh so, so you're saying because this is an instant speed effect with a fetch land exactly okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, okay. yeah 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 like I'm not comparing undercity sewers like from your hand ta okay, tap, okay. but like rather like a fetch land you know fetching into undercity in comparison okay, to now, like, now we're much closer to be okay. fair to you Preodine is not really played in Legacy as well it's <laughs> Like, what about the it's podcast, already guys? dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Weren't there some plans for that? With the Serum Visions podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So we, see, we, we already saw it coming. We, we had some Dude, Serum Visions. At, at some point, we're going to be like the Surveil podcast, I tell you. <laughs> the Surveil but podcast doesn't sound too bad. I think, is it just um, like oh. Doomsday that plays it, basically? Um, Did you see us? No, Preordain. Ah, uh, yeah, everyone. I, I mean, right? Sneak and Show, right? Our good, good old friend Sneak and Show, no? Well... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure if they, like, maybe some, but I think it's not part of the stock list. Really. No, I don't think it is. How are we so up to date on Sneak and Show these days? <laughs> well, that's not that hard, right? You just check out our channel. Oh, dude, I, yeah. I, I, I just look, yeah. Oh, wow. They, they don't play for you anymore. Kai, you're so stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, every every time there's a big crash on Sneak Show, like, JPH just goes back to playing, like, the full place at uh, Simmons Burrow Guides, Four Dazes, like, no nonsense, and then, like, he makes top eight, then he no, loses again, and then he starts playing He Tyler. does that the week, the full week after um, any new BNR. Yeah, pretty every much, time. right? And then, oh, yeah. It, it's that, it's either when Delva's the best, he'll play that for a bit and then give up, but after a BNR, he'll do that, and then when control's good, he'll play Flusses and Pierce's main. That's that's the mo, right on. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Sure. It works because he just wins everything the week after being out. <laughs> Guys, I got another question. So I've heard about this whole leyline of the guild pack thing. I've even played against it now. What are your thoughts on this? First of all, why is this good? Why are we willing to go down a card to get this effect? And for those who don't know, by the way, Leyland of the guild pack. Oh my god, I I, dre I dreaded this moment where I have to say the mana cost. So the mana cost is basically <laughs> four four hybrid mana. Each of them is one half green, and the other half is well the remaining four colors. Can you, so you can, can you tell us the order of these, please? 
Uh, it's in. I would guess it's in Bur. No, it's. Oh my god, white, black, no, red. White. What, no, white, blue, black, red. That's how. <laughs> okay, it works. I needed to know exactly. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's right there. Okay. I know, what, I know. What, Okay, you can... Yeah. <laughs> just you, you can basically pay four green for it. You can also pay a green, a blue, a black, and you can pay almost any combination of mana in it, except, but only green can repeat. Is that the way to program this? Uh, anyway, <laughs> we figure this out. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's the best way to put it. So what so. does this card do? It's a ley line enchantment you can put it into play at the beginning of the, of the match if you want to. Each non-land permanent you control is all colors. And most importantly, this is not the, oh, I get immediately killed by painter thing because it's only non-land permanents you control, which means only stuff that's in play. Lands you control are every basic land type in addition to other types. So that also counts fetch lands, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's also mm-hmm. only in your lands. You don't get to choke your opponent. You don't <laughs> get to cover the flaws your opponent, as we talked about last episode. So this is the ultimate card of everything Julian hates because it turns your deck into a soup deck. You mm-hmm. like mana doesn't matter anymore. All of your lands are city of brass without the the extra uh, life pay gain. Like, is this worth it? Is this what people are playing this for? Except for I guess there's another one combo tech that we talk about in a moment. Kai, what's your experience with it? So, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is this is super hot in modern right now, um, just because of the the sign of Draco combo, um, and also because of leyline bonding. You know, just being like a, a one minute removal spell as soon as turn one. I think that's pretty appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I gotta say, like maybe it's a little too too uh, too early to say this, but I I don't see um, a future for this card in Legacy for, because of two reasons. The first the first reason is there's Pyroblast. And the second reason is there's Hydroblast. <laughs> it dies to all blasts, man. Like, yeah, how is that going to stick around? I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I. Uh, so I played it. I played I'm it. not even sure. I'm not even sure I would spend a blast on killing that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you said it yourself then. Okay, this but, card is not worth it. But the thing is, it like makes all your permanents in play blastable, right? All the non lands. Oh, shit. Yeah, that too. But, oh, they're, they're gonna but blast your hilarious. stuff. They're gonna blast all your stuff, and then they're gonna blast this ley line <laughs> until until enter Cyano Draco. So I think people will know this already. It's it's as you said a thing in modern. But Cyano Draco it costs twelve mana. It's an artifact creature. It's a four four. It has domain. The spell costs two less to cast for each basic land type among the lands you control. So if you have a ley line in play, it's going to cost ten less because you've got every, one land is every single land type, so it costs two mana. It's for a 4-4 flying, and then each creature you control has Vigilance if it's white, Hexproof if it's blue, Lifelink if it's black, First Strike if it's red, and Trample if it's green. With a Leyland in play, that means every creature is every color. So all your creatures are going to have Vigilance, Hexproof, Lifelink, First Strike, and Trample. So if you have the Leyland in play and a Cyan in play, all your creatures have Hexproof. So you won't be able to blast anything until you blast the Leyland first. Mm. I played against the deck a few times now in Legacy, like three-ish times. And it wasn't super impressed with it. I think I lost one or two. Like, a turn two sign of Draco is no joke. It's a, a creature that's got hexproof and it does put a five turn clock on you, or like less when they bring other things in. I played against a couple of the version like with rhinos, like a straight modern port, and you get loads of spirit guides and like more forces and pitch spells and stuff. It feels very similar to the Rhinos deck. It felt less consistent. It was more susceptible to flooding out. Like I'd play a game and they would like leyline binding a bunch of things and like they have the beanstalks, which modern doesn't as well. So sometimes they just kind of go off and you lose that way. But they do rely on like things lining up right in the top decks in the middle of the game. And so a deck with higher synergy or better cantrips will probably uh, beat them there. And I don't know. At the same time, a two mana four four with all those abilities. 
is is quite slow if you're trying to like face combo decks as well. So I think combo decks could probably beat this deck quite well. So yeah, I don't see it really staying on in Legacy either. It's kind of cute, and the power level's almost there just because Leyline and Beanstalk are pretty strong. But I don't think you need the Leyline of the Guild Pact. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Leyline Binding, sorry. Leyline Binding and Beanstalk are good. But the Leyline of the Guild Pact and Sign of Draco, I think, you, are just not quite good enough, really. Yeah. yeah. That's my experience. It, like, I only played against it, I think, once or twice, and it didn't really convince mm-hmm. me. Like, the sign was pretty cute. But uh, you, you already mentioned, right? It's quote unquote just a 4 4. So even mm-hmm. though you can't target it, you can just, like, sometimes. But you can even just, like, trade one. Or, or double block with two, I don't know, like Dragon Witch Channelers. And of course, that opens you up to removal, but, or have a Burger Merc tied, or literally just like outrace it. It does have um, first in... strike. Oh, that's the first strike? Yeah. Okay, never mind. But... See, I would have lost both of my creatures. Perfect, Julian. You, <laughs> but... you should play more magic. <laughs> it doesn't beat a Merc tied. <laughs> it doesn't beat a Merc tied. That's no, true. It that's has true. vigilance and lifelink. Um, so it's like can't... super hard to beat. That's true. So, like, you can't really always race it with a Merc tied. Sometimes you can if you have things ahead. Like, the thing, the amazing thing about Murktide, we don't need to really talk about this very much, but like you can just sit back and not, neither of you attacking until you draw your second one and then you attack them for 12 with the first one and they're dead in the swing back, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's another good reason. A 5-5 Murktide just like says, come at me, bro. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not on board with this like being a, a thing in Legacy as well, right? Just, just because like the, if this was somehow an effect you could get from the very start for nothing, I mean, yeah, we're, we're dreaming now, but then that's that's pretty good. But these decks usually can afford to not be able to sort the plowshares or, or rather like Leyline Binding on the first turn because they fetch, I don't know, their try home and then they fetch something else and then they Leyline Binding on the second turn, I believe that would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't think they really... Like what they get out of giving up the card is not really worth it what they get in response in a lot of games compared against like the, the opportunity cost of all of this, right? It's not like this exists in a vacuum. You also have to cut cards for it. Mm. And, you know, there are many games you won't have Leyline or you only get to cast it as soon as like turn four or five. Absolutely. And then you sit on a couple of like cards that are not that great. Or I yeah. guess only Sign of Draco really. I, I've also seen like someone streaming it and they've top decked two or three Leylines in the mid game over a few turns. And <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. I mean, it's uh, it's really nice. A part of the appeal of it is like it pitches to anything. So you can play Force of Will and Fury and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, having too many pitch cards can be a problem if you don't have Beanstalk in play to recoup the cards. So mm-hmm. the deck just needs a bunch of things to go right. And it doesn't need everything to go right, but it needs enough of them to go right. And your opponent like isn't trying to like uh, doomsday you and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and if like just not enough things go right, you just fall behind on cards and you have bad top decks. Like sometimes uh, I was playing like Bug Beans, uh, Bug of the Beanstalk, uh, sorry. Of the beanstalk with like cascade f- for the beanstalks and stuff with like loads of pitch elementals and sometimes you're there with like a solitude and a fury and a leyline binding but you've, you've been wastelanded a couple of times and you just can't do anything really it's just like ah so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah anyway so yeah. Yeah, i don't think like yeah maybe the conclusion is that like it, it's not completely unplayable like people mm-hmm. you can you can definitely pick it up and it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun i think like you know you're gonna have a lot of crazy games with like you know a lot of combat and this and that and racing and and mm-hmm. so on and like have having having like a pseudo like um true ne- nemesis with uh life link and, and first strike and whatnot yeah. is it's is, is kind of cool right like that's what people enjoy to play <sighs> yeah it, but it's not particularly good versus combo is maybe what we want to emphasize yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I'm also, as much as I love to wind Julian up about five color, like mid-range decks and Astrolabe and Blood Moon and stuff. Oh, my favorite decks. I, I think this deck is so ugly as just like a concept and stuff that, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is even too much for me. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I've got all the colors and all the things. I don't so, need to care so about the guy who's playing like Rex and Devara and stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is oh, that's cool again. one too much for me. A little just for just for the hate of this kind of deck. I played against I played a modern challenge last week actually, and I was oh, playing shit. the uh, Soul Sisters deck, and I beat. Well, oh, dude, seriously, Callum, you're full of surprises. That's one of the very <laughs> last decks I would have put you on. Seriously, uh, I didn't even know that was like a deck in modern at this point. I adore Soul Sisters. It's like the most horrible control deck you've ever faced. <laughs> Do you still like win with like a Chinese pride mate or something? No, God, no. Um, it, Jody Heath did pretty well at the last like big. USRC. Jody so, Keith is back? Yeah, he's around, I think. Um, I remember like a couple of years ago, he said he was going to like, I think Liberia to build Soul Sisters, units. And he I came know, back. To build units. I don't know which <laughs> kind of units. And he said he was going to make a lot of money there, like going to Liberia in Afri- Western Africa. But he, he made life points instead. He, yeah, yeah, he's back apparently. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. T- but tell he, me about the deck. He almost, I think he almost top to the last RC, which gained, made it gain popularity, which, but um, like, the Londoners like Francis and stuff are probably sick of me saying it, but I've loved this deck for years and years. I can't really explain why it's a soft spot and I've just absolutely loved it. So every oh, now and then yeah. I'll play it. Yeah. But um, I played against this deck three times in a row in the challenge and I beat it every time with the, I forgot the name. There's a three mana enchantment that at the end of your turn, you either gain a life or you return a one drop from your graveyard to play. And you have um, Calm Your False Hope, which is the, the fog, sack it to fog. So <laughs> don't tell me you won that way. Oh god, I won all three matches like this. <laughs> <laughs> you uh they just they can lay binding the enchantment at one point, but you get enough of them. So they uh yeah, at one game they went turn two scion, turn three make two rhinos, turn four make two more rhinos, turn five make two more rhinos. So they had scion and six rhinos that every creature had like life link, flying, vigilance, whatever. They were like eighty life, but they conceded with me at two life because I kept fogging every time. <laughs> so, um, yeah. dude, I want to see your stream. I, I, I had fun. That. I had a lot of fun with that. So, oh, I don't know. I've just beaten the deck in every format with some bullshit. Yeah. Okay, you, you you just graduated from like I don't know. Actually, that wasn't you, right? The worldly tutor, surveil my creature into the graveyard. Pass. Yeah, that's a guy called Nick from London. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, but but that's just as cool. Yeah, Love I that. think so. I think so. But yeah. That's enough sh- yeah. shitting on Leia and the Guild Pact for t- for one episode. Okay, okay. Let, let, let's see, like, half a year from now when this is dominating Legacy and we're calling for bands. Like, oh my god, can you believe it? You know let's, what? It could I, so yeah. happen with, like, one more printing. Like, another, like, five-color removal spell. It, it's so good. So, I should shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, honestly, they, they probably want some kind of, like, other payoff. I, I don't think they need removal that early, like, that more often to, to justify the Ley line. Maybe. But, yeah, yeah. They'd, or they who, just who need, like, a... Four mana, draw two cards, If you, and it costs one less for each land type you control or something. <laughs> Guys, do, do we jump to actually the Legacy Showcase first? Because we want to talk about the Legacy Showcase and the 25th God of Legacy in Japan. And the Legacy sh- Showcase happened last weekend-ish, and it had 200, and no, there's a pop-up over, 268 players. And holy shit, like, this deck, this tournament had, like, Half of the top eight as reanimator or I guess rescaminator or whatever we call that now. Mm-hmm. Like, w- 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 it, it kind of came up thing out of that we saw from. Yeah, isn't it the deck that we kind of saw at Eternal Weekend Europe? No, that was just black red, like mostly mono black with the small mm-hmm. red splash. This is like mm. the the deck has kind of come out of you know come out very quickly and it's been picked up by a lot of people because if you just look at the list, you're like 
damn, this looks powerful. And it makes so much sense. And uh, I'm still scratching my head how to fight it as other decks. It's um, it's, it's actually blue-black reanimator. Yeah. yeah. It's super fast. It's super powerful. It has two really individual super strong plans too, right? So mm -hmm. it, this is this is basically like a, it plays out like Delve. Like it has like a the Delva shell with Days, Wasteland, Force Will Pond, the Brainstorm. Do you, want yeah, to, do you want to read the most of the deck out in case people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, the second place um deck by Enrico SL. Yeah. S nine one. So this is like we, we see a sixteen lands, um mostly underground seas, wasteland, undercity sewer, swamp island, a couple of fetch lands. The creatures are one archon of cruelty, two atroxa grand unifier. So those are your bombs. And then you play a Brazen Borrower as a somewhat, you know, hybrid removal spell and creature. For Grief, Orkish Bowmaster, and Troll of Kazadoom all as play sets. And then you have the Instant Sorceries 24, Brainstorm, Days, and Tomb, Force Will, Ponder, and Reanimate, all as four offs, and then four animate deaths in addition. And this that deck looks so much like Blue Black Reanimator from 15 years ago almost. Yeah, it does, but in, but it's somewhat of a hybrid, right? Like it's, it's almost like pre sideboarded so that it has both the unfair um, combo plan, like reanimate the plan, which I think is way stronger in game one. Anyways, but they also squeezed in like the the cards that are uh, much stronger post sideboard, like Orcish Bowmaster, um, Grief, um, stuff like that. You know, even the Brazen Borrower. And like, what's so what's so good about this deck is that it is people have such a hard time sideboarding against this deck, right? Like, do they do they um, go heavily after the graveyard with ley lines and graft diggers cages? Yeah, well, they they might then die to like random Orcish Bowmasters. Or like a hard cast grief or something like that, you know. And the the, the crazy part is that in the most sideboards you also find Merktide regions, true Nem Nemesis, or Doughty Voidwalkers in addition. So it's really easy for the um for that deck to swap into a regular scam deck. Yeah, I think a very common thing is to board out the the bombs, the animate deads, and the entombs, like in some numbers at least. Uh, but you're right, like as the as the opponent. It's such a small-ish package and such an easy thing to side in and out. Oh, they could just side out like two and two of them. And even if they're dead, like, you know, the, the black cards pitch to your griefs and stuff. It's And then they have the brainstorms and ponders to like shuffle these cards away if you have a ley line or something. It's, it just is very, very, very hard to sideboard against. And you don't know that. Like they could keep it in or like depends what hate they see game two. If it goes to a game three, they're going to switch it up and stuff. And... I've lost to the Cyborg Delthy Voidwalks more than any other card as well. It's um, <laughs> Tell me about Julian it. Julian yeah. as well. You've had this. It's just like, uh, I, I fully respect it. And actually, this is any painter player. This is another big, big reason to play Pyrokinesis over Fury at the moment in some numbers because it's better in this matchup because they can't reanimate it themselves. But yeah, and again, like you can just die to their fair plan so easily game one. And I've played lots of games against it so far where, you know, you fight this attrition against their griefs, their their bow masters. You kill the first troll that reanimated and then you're like, oh, I'm okay. And then they just untap and like entomb, reanimate and attract it. And you're like, God damn it. Like I tried so hard to get here. Um, <laughs> and the yeah, other thing I must feel sorry like when you tell the story like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they have like four days for Wasteland as well. It's like, Sometimes you just get wasted out or you get like double grief turn one. It, the play patterns are just all really, really strong. And the deck is, I don't know, it still has a little bit of like a blue deck mid-rangey problem. Sometimes you kind of get chaliced out now and then if you've got like the cantrips in hand and stuff. And sometimes you're going to draw like the dazes and the wastelands at the wrong time and things. But like those are just normal things. I, I think this deck mm. is crazy powerful and we're going to continue seeing it at the top. Um 
because just because it's so hard to hate out it's such a yeah, robust totally. shell also this deck might push the actual delta decks a little more to like tier two territory because imagine if you play grixis delta and you play against this i don't even how, how do we call this deck <laughs> I think it's blue black reanimator. I would I would actually call it blue black reanimator. Like scaminator, maybe. People have been saying rescaminator, which scaminator. The like word imagine, sounds ugly, but it makes sense. Yeah, but imagine like you know if if you're on Grixis Delva and you play against scaminator, like isn't that just a terrible, terrible feeling when you know that your opponent can always like you can't you can't side with your force of wills, right? Like you you just can't. At the same time, this deck doesn't have much actual removal, so like you can count just like play the normal Delver plan and be aggressive and counter the, the last important spells. Like, Reanimate is turned off quite quickly uh, if you're playing aggressive. And then yeah, Animate yeah. Dead is a two-mana um, non-creature, like you might play Spell Pierce or something. I could see Delver being, and this, being a pretty close matchup, honestly. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I wouldn't hate being on the Delver side if I came at least somewhat prepared. Yeah. I think I'd slightly prefer to be playing Delver against this in the matchup. But if they get an attraction in play, it's just probably over like they could bounce maybe so um and the attracts are like attracts of being in a deck with force of will is so powerful in the the black red reanimated decks you'd be like okay well they're gonna get attracts or aggressive brand they're gonna draw loads of discard and i'm gonna have no hand but if you play if you're a deck that plays the board or you, you still get top decks as like a combo deck sometimes but here they're gonna find like a, a force of will or something very often and uh it's hard to beat that setup I'm just looking at the deck and I'm trying to figure out which kind of graveyard hate I actually want against this. Yeah, so I've part of the reason why I've been playing the Cauldron deck over Painter is because I thought, okay, Cauldron is main deck graveyard hate. That's nice. And Cauldron has been exceptional against this deck. Like it turns off all their reanimates and stuff and it, it has won a lot of game ones. But after Sideboard is where I've struggled, I've been trying Ley Lines again. They've been terrible. I've tried Nihil Spell Bombs because I'm like, okay, well, it's a, a fair deck, so I can I can recoup the card and, you know, Spell Bomb them. But I keep playing it as this bloody Delthy Void Walk and they turn off the card draw, <laughs> so you can't even cycle them because it's when it goes to the graveyard. And it's just like, and I've had a game where I've had like a lay in play and drawn two, two, um, two of the Spell Bombs and then they just play their like Bow Masters into Grief, into Hargast Grief, and then they daze and wasteland you. And it's just like, wow, I feel like an idiot. Nice. <laughs> and maybe it's time to go back to Soul Guide Lantern. I mean, you can't really recoup the card yeah. if you want to use it twice. But I have you, two you of them in like twice. the red painter lists I'm playing yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, at the moment is I feel like I know it's pr it sounds pretty obvious when you say it, but the mono black helm decks must be really well positioned. Surely. Ooh. Like this deck is very popular and very good. And game one, Graveyard Hate is very good against it if you can get it well. So that deck has. Um, Douthy Void Walker's oh, okay. main as well, okay. which this deck can't kill. It has like I'm looking at the, this second place list it has one Brazen Borrower, or it can double Bowmasters them. Well, I guess it can Powder Kick it, but that's just from like, the yeah, mm. Powder Kick from the sideboard. But that, I'm talking about game one, and then you have the Ley Lines as mm. well. Um, and the other decks in the format are all pretty aggressive, so I'd probably look to build Mono Black Helm with like lots of main deck uh, Instaring Bridges as well. That feels pretty good to me. You know what I want? Which card mm. I want against the deck? I want Scavenging Ooze. But I mean, that's not really happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so slow. I mean, yeah, yeah, it makes sense in like green sun decks, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. deck probably. <laughs> but, but I agree. But but, but, but uh, touching on this, I think these um, scavenging ooze obviously a little outdated. But I think um, generally, like creatures that also have a built-in anti-graveyard mechanic are absolute worth it. I think. Like I'm looking at like not of. I, 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 I never thought. Grunt, I, I, I never thought. Return. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like Yetan Grunt, dude.
<laughs> like, that would be so bad against them. Like Knight of Very Query and uh, what's it called? Uh, the Elvish Reclaimer. Like those guys are good, right? Because yeah, you, don't, you don't have to actively bring in graveyard hate. Like you already have graveyard hate in type in form of creatures, right? And it's never bad to draw them because like, they might also simply mm -hmm. raise this deck maybe. But like it, it just feels really bad if you bring in like a Grafdigger's Cage, for example, or Surgical Extractions and they end up not, just not doing anything, right? Yeah. What do you guys think of Dark Betrayal? Do you know Dark Betrayal? It, oh, um, help me out again. It's one black instant, destroy target black creature. Do you think that has oh. a place in this format? Oh, it's like a Doomblade? Well, it kills like basically every, really every creature in this The only deck. one I kill like, like Troll and Orcish Bowmasters. I don't want to, like killing Grief already doesn't feel good. Killing Atraxa, of course, is terrible. And even Arkan is just mm. like, eh. But Delthi's from the sideboard as well. Okay. There's, there's just like, for a one mana instant, like it kills a ton of these things. I gotta look at the artwork to make one I, make up my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty it's cool medium. artwork. Yeah, it's um, Like, I, I wish it was like an uh, exile and not destroy, right? Because like destroy, is, yeah, destroy yeah. against a deck full of like reanimate effects is also like so mm. meh. Okay, what do you guys think of Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't isn't that the, the, the like super old card from uh, the, the the dark or something? Yeah, I think so. It's white white for one one human cleric, and it's one white tap it destroy target black creature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's from it's from the dark. See, I got it. Nice, Man. nice. Yeah, yeah. That has cool artwork. Yeah, that card has absolutely atrocious artwork. I can't even believe that actually. Like Drew Tucker would draw this. Oh my god. Yeah. What's the Paladins as well, like Eastern and Western Paladins? Oh, Eastern and Western Paladins, uh, dude, those were the, like the, my absolute nightmare back yeah. in school. Oh, because I, I would play one. like green and white decks and they would destroy all my... No, I, we want, I, was, we want I Northern could Paladin. not believe... Northern Paladin is the white one that destroys a black permanent. Wait, that exists? I should yeah. have known back in school. Yeah. Nobody told me. They're oh, not from yeah. Wizards Saga then. No, 7th edition. My life was like all Wizards. Oh, this one's from... That's like what cool looking dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this <laughs> like international collection? Oh, from Alpha even. Guess who's... um. Search destroy title black creature in Magic Online right now. Not me. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. But okay. Yeah. So this deck, it, I think. Um, do you get to see a lot of this in leaks? Yes. So when I said earlier I've been griefed a lot, like I wasn't talking much being griefed while playing. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of this in leaks. Um, right. I played two leagues with this deck myself as well, and it is just really powerful. Like the the, the pivot into whatever you, like you want graveyard or not dependent is just it's just a really strong thing because you, you know, the opponents would I, would I sometimes get it wrong and opponents would like open with a ley line or some graveyard hate i'm like okay well i'm gonna ponder to find my brainstorm i'm gonna brainstorm back my entomb and i oh shit i drew too many reanimation spells okay i'm gonna pitch one to a grief and then yeah. it's just like, okay well i've got none of that stuff left now you know grief should have a thing where you can like pitch two cards and then it stays in play get off Julian I quit <laughs> <be> like additional <laughs> <Get out> <laughs> there would be like additional copies of free animate I guess I mean that's <laughs> that's why you don't work at Wizards of the Coast man like <laughs> you know that's exactly right because they don't want the good cards you I think, know? I think you would they're be not like ready for the good cards you'd be the perfect game designer for Modern Horizons 3 I tell you oh, yeah. <laughs> three years ago <laughs> younger Callum no really idea. wanted a blue and white split card one side with Fluster Storm one side with Source of Plowshares are you kidding me wait for one mana each yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hire me, wizards. Hire me. <laughs> I think that's on par with your idea. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, a couple of years from now, probably like people will be like, why would you ever play that? We got like I don't know, swords to dark ritual. Swords uh, <laughs> to dark ritual. <laughs> or what about one side's dark ritual, one side's doomsday? That's oh, dude, I'll play that for sure. Yeah, people, it, it, dude, I mean, it's probably just called one minute doomsday. And you can yeah. mel you can meld it 
weld it, meld it for like meld, fuse it, fuse it. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuse it here. for five total black mana. Nice. How cool would that be? <laughs> Isn't it like kind of like dark petition? Yeah, maybe. It is. Yeah, <laughs> true. Oh man, it's a similarish. Yeah, okay. People okay, freaked out about this idea about this card when it came. You know, out that's why Wizards never invites us to stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Actually, we, we we never tried though. I guess. What else is in this uh, showcase challenge? Uh, a whole lot of reanimator, um, <laughs> even more reanimator. Uh, yeah, four in the top eight, and then we got two more Grixis diver. We got Canadian, well, Druid. We call it now GG. Um, no Tarmogoyf, no. Nimble Mongoose anymore. We got Dragon Stomp in here. I almost dread to click on it because I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that deck. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Broadside well, Bombardiers being good. Still think <laughs> the one of Emrakul in the sideboard as they often do and it's the, the bane of my existence at times. <laughs> but it's good. That, that kind of deck, That's this is like the kind of aggressive deck where this is really good in. Uh, even though I don't really think like there's so much paint that it. this would really be yeah. warranted. Uh, it's for sure. Yeah, four or five color... Yeah, apart what is this? so oh, okay. there's like yeah, Beanstalk, Modelvers, Demir Scam. It's apart from the emergence of Rescaminator, the top 16 is quite normal. Another interesting thing I think is until recently we've seen like a real divergence of Rug or Grixis Delver. Like it's been cool. There's both, but I think people are finalizing on Grixis Delver being the one that's a bit better. No, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Dude, I I love Rug so much. <sighs> And I think Kai will back me up on this. Yeah, let, let's cut this part of the episode then. But I, I think <laughs> Bowmasters is just a pretty damn good card. We need AI to, to make Callum say, okay, it looks like Canadian Threshold is winning the, the Devil Wars once again <laughs> and everybody lived happily after, ever after. Is that not how it works? Okay. Uh, Nimble Mongoose is... Nimble Mongoose beats... Uh, Orcish Bowmasters sometimes maybe mm, yeah yeah a lot of times yeah, uh, yeah. Most also of the like time. by the way look at this Canadian Druid deck like Duke 12 two copies of Soul Guide Lantern on the sideboard dude we just talked about that that's cool yeah yeah the, the card yeah. honestly may, maybe that's one of the best cards you can actually have against Reanimator Duke 12 is also like in the top 10 best Magic Online players so it's it's always hard to like like take take away what yeah, of course because means. he listens he listens to this podcast and he plays the cards sure. like we suggest even before we do <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 or we <laughs> we talk about them because we see them here yeah also like you look at the sideboard like this is a ton of sideboard cards i would like absolutely hate to play against like carpet hydroblast meltdown pyroblast like only good sideboard cards this is like mm -hmm. how you build a sideboard this is how you become a, like a top 10 legacy magic online whatever uh, player <laughs> yeah yeah this is just like so nice. This has got guess. Daniel Gertschel written all over it because it's got four unholy heat and two lightning bolt. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> On three wastelands. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's Magic Online. But we also had this big, big paper event. And once again, Kai, I think this time you did not compete. There's a I, new... It's actually, is there a new Emperor? Because of the way these tournaments yeah, work. It's like they play yeah. this huge Swiss tournament with like, in this case, like almost like, okay, 233 players. And the winner of that tournament then gets to challenge the god and tries to become the next god of legacy and play legacy for free or actually magic for free in like basically all the stores for like I that's don't know, right that's a right month yep the current did the, did the god fall or no the, the current god um basically defeated his title and, and he can switch his deck basically every every time this is just um, like so unfair uh, i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, loving it. yeah, god yeah. should be favored of course yes yeah, so. but he but he has to submit the deck list before he sees the results of this uh of of this time, okay, right? Okay. So he doesn't so you don't get to go absolutely crazy. Yeah, so he doesn't really know what he plays against, right? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, this uh, this was a this was what are what are a huge two uh, two hundred three and thirty three players, and we had 
a pretty wild mix of decks. I think the top eight is like all different decks, like, you know, Reanimator, Death and Taxes, Cascade Crush, Rock Delva, Storm, Beanstalk, Sultai, Dark Depths, and Wizard Oracle. Okay, can, can you tell me, is that, is that <laughs> some kind of Doomsday deck? Dude, I, I, I wish it was. I wish it was. And when, when I saw that deck title, I, th I immediately thought that's like some Thought Lash, the One Ring, Chalice of the Void, Stompy kind of deck, but it, it is not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, probably the craziest, among the craziest decks we have, we have talked on this podcast because I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about this deck. It has 21 creatures and this deck does not win with combat damage. It does not. And a, a third of this deck is creatures. So um, you have 22 lands. It's mono blue, uh, 10 islands, cavern of souls, mostly for wizards because every creature in this deck is a wizard. And then we have Otawaras, Oboro, and Minamo, and four wastelands. And the creatures are as follows. So we have four Thassa's Oracle. This is a combo deck, right? I, I have to em emphasize, this is a combo deck despite um, the uh, high okay, creature can, count. Can, can, what do you think? Do you think this is a combo deck? Mm. This is a combo deck. We've we heard it a couple of times. I think it's, this is a combo I mean, deck. It's combo it's like not. in the way that like paint is a combo deck. I think it could win in, in a mid rangey way as well. No, it doesn't. It does not win with beatdown. No? I, 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 dude, I, I don't mean just, okay, fine. Look at those creatures. They're so fine, bad. Fine. But like, I think okay, there's a zero one. <laughs> right, it, it's a combo deck. You probably win Mythasa every game, but you like lock people out with Patron Wizard. We we play we play Pauper Staple Fairies here. Yep. <laughs> Literal, that, that's that's insane, right? Like one mana, one one flying when it ETBs Scry two. That's it. Yeah, Seville lands get out of here. And jumpstart. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we got that. We got a uh, good old spell setup sprite. <laughs> Love it, my girl. ETBs, you know, condom uh, target spell. I I don't have to explain spells, right? What the fuck? No, you don't. Yeah, and then we have, and this is probably like the core core creature of this entire deck it's the patreon wizard and i'm a little mind blown because i thought this card is legendary because it looks really legendary and it looks like this this famous actor but i can't really put a name on him johnny um, johnny depp um, uh, no but keep going <laughs> <laughs> definitely not johnny depp <laughs> what the fuck okay people like we're gonna ask in, in discord on discord like which actor does this guy remind you yeah. of? Triple blue, 2-2, two, two, um, a, a rare from Odyssey. Tap and untap wizard you control, counter target spell, unless and controller pays one. So um, every creature in your deck basically daze, can daze an opponent's spell, right? And then you play a, cu a couple of like, you know, one-offs, like Baron, Tolaran, Archmage, which can like bounce um, bounce something and you get to draw a card. Um, Miss Mido, Vanisher, uh, which I don't even know what it does. Yeah. Uh, becomes tapped, excel up to one target, non-land, non-token permanent, return that card to the begin battlefield under its owner control at the beginning of the next end step. Okay, that's cool. And then the ingenious prodigy, that's like an, a blue X-01 uh, wizard with Skulk, and it got printed in the um, Eldraine set like a, um, a, a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, so and, how do you actually use this ingenious prodigy? So um, it's it's an O one with Skulk and it ETBs with X plus one plus one counters and then again like the cost is one blue and X, and at the beginning of your upkeep, if the Ingenious Prodigy has one or more plus one plus one counters on it, you may remove a plus one plus one counter from it, and if you do, you draw a card. So this kind is kind of like a one sided holding mine. It yeah, it's kind of like a dark confidant, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. sort of, and again, Skulk doesn't matter because this deck again. I'm gonna say it again. Like this deck does not attack and kill opponents with um. Your creatures, right? I'm so but, playing a league and sending every screenshot where I win with damage. Dude. <laughs> so this deck, it, basically what it does is, oh, I'm also going to go through the incident sorceries. Force of Will, Stifle, 
Step yeah. three, step yeah. three, because we have a lot of wizards and paradigm shift. And then we have Aether Vials because this is a creature deck. And so what this deck does is it basically plan A is make sure that your opponent doesn't play magic, right? Patri yeah. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon okay, Wizard. You got Wasteland as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, like you, you Wasteland and stifle, it, uh, stifle a little bit and then you get your all your creatures out and via Aether Vial or with your million islands. And the more creatures you have on the board, the better Patreon Wizard becomes. So like you, you don't actively try to trade and creatures with your opponent. You don't attack because you might run into an like, endurance or something. You just almost always stay back with your dudes. And um, at some point, your opponent just cannot remove uh, resolve uh, a meaningful spell, right? Because it, it gets taxed so much by all these like ridiculous wizards. And once you're in a spot where you can't really um. Uh, resolve a, a spell that's when the paradigm shift kicks in and 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 um this tank can easily has like devotion to blue up to like 12 or 15 sometimes <laughs> so like you can uh paradigm shift mid mid game and on turn seven eight or nine maybe and you can still combo out on the same turn because you have, you have such a high devotion to blue what if we play master waves and nykthos as well Take us all the way back to Dublin <laughs> 2014. Like, mono, mono blue devotion. Let's yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this deck is very, very, very cool, though, isn't it? I, I just figured out what actually makes this deck work. Because, you know, we, we just talked about step through, and you know how step through actually uh, bounces two creatures? Does it? Yeah. You can bounce two of your fairies here and replay them for oh, like extra two scries. God. That's cool. Yeah, that's disgusting, right? Yeah, that's how could wizards gross. like not see that interaction? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, definitely yeah, broke yeah, it. GG. They probably made. Okay. I think they made Orcish Bowmasters just to try and keep this deck down. Yeah, <laughs> right. But but that being said, like you know, um, this, this player Chiba Tatsuya, like he, I, I saw his uh, his um, his, his Swiss record, and he played against a lot of Bowmaster decks. So like, so he did, and that's fair. all the all these wizards, like most of them have toughness one. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the thing is, like, Okish Bowmaster just does not resolve, really. Like, I would, I, I would, I would say additionally, it like, all that much. it doesn't really matter. It'll kill one thing sometimes, but, like, this deck doesn't draw extra cards, so it's not, like, that big exactly. of a deal. Yeah. Also, what, what, what are we doing with Minamo? Because we get to untap target legendary permanent. Like, do we untap our Oboro? <laughs> like, what's happening You, you can untap yeah. Baron with a Patron Wizard and play and, and force back twice. Yeah, that, that's exactly. the one thing I saw, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, I just, think that's it. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like I, I saw it. On I don't know about pretty good. But. I, I mean, I saw, it, I saw, it, we saw it on camera. I think it was like the semifinals where opponent attacked with, like, I had like a frustration attack with Okish Bowmaster and, uh, and the Orc Army token, and then and Baron got untapped and really? you know, just yeah, and just blocked the Orc. Yeah, that's ca casually. That's sick. Combat, <laughs> combat tricks for us. <laughs> I guess you get to. You get to like double days out of nowhere if you like flash. Oh no, Baron doesn't have flash. Oh no, never mind. I guess you gotta you gotta otherwhile it in. Oh yeah, otherwise is, is back in full force. Okay, four mm. four copies. You know, I was wondering how does this deck ever 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 beat goblins? But ah, uh, you know what? Three cipher and then we got like oh, I don't know. Yeah, and cage in the sideboard. I mean, yeah, you, you beat him with Ensnaring Bridge, right? Mm. So th this deck, this is so <laughs> hilarious. Like it's it has twenty one creatures in the main deck, and it has ensnaring bridges <laughs> in the sideboard. Like this deck just does not give a shit about combat, dude. I'm telling you, that's fair. This deck, this deck I, is like the most yeah. I most, love, love, love two of the sideboard's choices. Visits are just not meant for war. Really. Mages of the Moon and Phyrexian Sensor. Phyrexian Sensor, for those that know, it's like a 
Three mana, silence it away. It's two and a white for a 3 3 Phyrexian Wizard, so you can step three for it. Each player can't cast more than one non Phyrexian spell each turn. Oh, that's so smart. Non Phyrexian creatures enter the battlefield tapped. So you can um, you can step through cycle for either a Magus or a uh, the sensor to slow combat decks down. Yep. I love these. Totally. Yep. You know, also, like, it's also so smart because if your opponent can only ever play one spell each turn, then you you get to like basically like counter everything they play on their turn because of patron wizard. Like it's it's great synergy there. I'd yeah. almost love to see the sensor main deck, but I don't know. The thing is, the only way to get these twin to play is with Cavern or Aetherval, I believe. Mm. So, right? Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. But. Also, again, I, I think uh, Okish Bomas is also not that good versus this deck, maybe because it doesn't really draw many cards. Yeah, Callum mentioned that, right? That's, yeah. That's like the main thing. I, I guess the only way to draw extra cards is Ingenious Prodigy. And right, right, right. That's pretty much it. Like, how, how does this creature, uh, this deck actually remove creatures? I guess you got Baron, you got Otavara, mm-hmm. um, and Dismembers after sideboarding, something like that. My pronunci- <clears throat> pronunciation of, of all Tavara was on point, right? <laughs> it was it was pretty much on point, yeah. 90, yeah, easy, 90 easy. points. I'm, I'm already like <laughs> off to Japan. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so um, to give a little more context about this deck, look, the, so the, the player did not pick up this deck because he thought it's like a, a good meta game choice or anything <laughs> like that. He no. just he just he, he just likes wizards. Okay, that's. Nice. <laughs> That's the whole story, and that's that's what happens in Legacy sometimes. That you know, sometimes someone has a fringe deck, and you know, like at some point they're gonna run hard. You know, everyone has that type of uh, tournament sometimes. I just and, like wizards. Yeah. Imagine like playing for top eight, and somehow you didn't see what what uh, the guy was playing. Then like they sit down, they go like turn one, Pharisee, turn two, ingenious <laughs> prodigy, turn three, patron wizard. You're like, oh my god, am I not going this to top disgusting. eight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they curve out. Yeah. Also, people were not ready to to see Ensnaring Bridge really. Like oh, Ensnaring Insna- yeah. Bridge won so so many games just because people didn't anticipate that card from a deck with so many creatures. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see Callum win with Ensnaring Bridge. I guess once again that's where Pharisee comes in because you can draw your card, then attack with Pharisee and play the card. Mm-hmm. GG. Opponent mm-hmm. can't attack once again. Yeah. That's how it works. Okay. Okay. So we already figured this out. This is the deck of. Um, at least a week but <laughs> what else is there because you know japan never fails to disappoint i see something like almost maverick-esque in the first place yeah 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 that was the uh, that was the winner this is, that was also the, the final right the wizard oracle tribal versus dark depths and it was actually a quite challenging and interesting game i think um it, in, it went all the way to the game three um where um the depth deck um eventually you know i'll grind it the the wizard deck um if it's more powerful creatures, but yeah, this is this is like a like this is like a Dukes on Twitch deck, seriously. Very much so. Yeah, I, I, like, I saw him actually post about that. He's, every, he's already five would and streamed it and posted about it. <laughs> oh, dude, awesome! <laughs> really, yeah, everything yeah. Uh, everything about this decklist reminds me Absolutely. of him. Like Legolas Quick Reflexes, you know, Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time, Mox Diamonds, Shadow Sphere, Outland, Outland Liberator. Good mm-hmm. cards, good cards. There's, um, there's a new card in the sideboard that I've seen pop up in actually like four color control decks as well. People should be aware of. It's Doorkeeper Thrall. It's one a white for a one two flash flying. Artifacts and creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. So like having this ability, this ability is not new to the format. There's like fucking like ten two mana white creatures that stop this ability, but this one has flash, which is pretty relevant. So I think this card could see a lot of sideboard players like a one or a two of in random smattering of decks. So. Gotta keep mm-hmm. that card it's in mind. A re- it's probably a reaction to like the rise of Pharisee in the, in the meta game. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally true. I mean, it stops the Oracle if they're not going to win with combat. Like, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And um, so uh, Yanagi Toya with, with Dark Depths, um, with Celestia Depths, um, ended up facing the the current God of Legacy, right? Who who chose the um the blue black reanimator like scaminator deck as um the deck we Voice talked about choice. earlier mm -hmm. yeah and um we had really I think a lot of interesting games well. so like the, the like the first two um, pre-board games and uh, dark depths got like crushed really quickly by those fast atroxas okay and fast archon of um of cruelties but then in game three post sideboard it got a little more interesting because um the reanimator package um, became much, much weaker against the, the Elvish Reclaimers and um, Night of Fairy Queries. And, mm -hmm. and plus also Fairy Macabs, you know. And um, solid more copies of Endurance. Yeah. You're exactly right. So it wasn't like all, it was it wasn't like an all-in combo anymore. And it had to grind. And guess what? Like grinding against Endurance, Elvish Reclaimer, and Night of Fairy not not really that uh, that easy, I think. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. If you give them time, they get to do like the disgusting flagstones thing and stuff, and <laughs> then they eventually just pull ahead. Exactly, and that's what happened in game number three. But it, it looked so difficult because the the, the depth stack needs to like they have to take so many mulligans, right? They have to always respect a potential turn two, three Atroxa or um, Archon of Cruelty out of nowhere. But then they also have to keep a hand that's somewhat somewhat strong enough against multiple. I don't know, Doughty Void Walkers or like a Merktide Regent. It's tough, man. It's uh, it's tough. And the, the third game um, was almost in favor of the Dark Depths, but in the super late game, um, uh, Archon came out and um, came down like finally after the Bajuka Bok got already used, and um, yeah, it went south. But yeah, Archon is just really like interesting the deck. one piece in that deck that feels like it beats all the bad matchups. Like lands would be amazing against this deck if it wasn't for that one Archon. I think. It's just, oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, Archon's a hell of a card. What do, you, what, what do you think of this Storm deck, Kai, in fourth place? Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. I love it. it I, as I, a non-Storm, it, it just looks all over the place, Like, but I, I don't understand it. But it like, looks cool. Yeah, I, I think like every time a Storm deck does, does well in Legacy, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, like the Storm Kai is kind of like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's still uh, there. Um, um, yeah, uh, it has changed a lot though. Like six, we um, now we, we almost always talk about like fifteen up to sixteen lands, mm -hmm. including like Poseju in the main deck because you have Wishclaw Talismans. And uh, this deck has a lot of tutors. It has eight, like um, four Infernal tutors, two Wishclaws, and two uh, Besieged the Mirrors. Mm -hmm. And so. then at, at nauseum, both Gaius will and Passing Flames. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and then Grape Shot in the main, and also Grape Grape Shot and. Uh, and tendrils. I think Grape Shot is, is actually a, a good card to play right now because um, if Scam is so good, then more people might pick up Veil of Summer. So um, that's fair. I like, don't know. As it's just a way to clear the board and buy more time. Sometimes I could see it come up. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fair ten, the fair Grape Shot. Three ponders. Got to fit all those these two tutors in somehow. Right. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Like you know, like back in the old days, you only had like four tutors, like the Infernal Tutor, and then you had a bunch of preordains and ponders and whatnot yeah. but i think these days you have to go a little faster sometimes mm -hmm. um and and get your business built right on time right so um yeah 
that's where we see it. Oh, Kahira is in the sideboard. I was going to say, the this is one of my favorite sideboard setups is the Kahira and Force, <laughs> and Force of Vigor. It's such a nice thing. I, I feel like poor Kahira. <laughs> well, what, she never gets to do, it, do the thing, you know? Do you think- Finally, I get to get used. <laughs> like, yeah, you get pitched. You get like, pitched. <laughs> do, you think, do you think you'd reveal Kahira game one with this deck? Like if, you, if your opponent has no idea what you're playing? Probably not. Uh, you don't really need it in the first game, do you, right? No, like, it's a creature you could play, but it's not worth it, I yeah. think. But then game two, you'd reveal it if you... would. Maybe you don't even still if you board it, if you don't board in the Force of Vigors. I guess it depends on the matchup a lot. Like, the thing is, like, if you... Even if you don't board in the Force of Vigors, you still reveal it for game two because they already, they already know, know what you are. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, most of the time, at least. <laughs> I guess they could, like, know that they you don't have a Xantid Swarm or oh, something. I don't know. That card's oh, you know, probably not existing anymore, anyway. Kahira's, uh, dude, Kahira's so disgusting because you can either pitch Kahira to <laughs> force a vigor or you can sack it to Besiege of the Mirror. God, <laughs> God, poor Kahira. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She's just pitched or sacrificed. She, <laughs> the noble cat guarding the orphans. Yeah, oh my yeah. Goodness. I have like pee pee in my eyes right now. Oh my goodness, dude. Poor Kahira. <laughs> poor Kahira. Hey, some she's people play her with artwork, like. But hey. <laughs> she's played in modern and appreciated that she's got like oh, the furies in the solitudes to pump up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, but all in all, I think uh, I'm I'm super stoked about this top eight and also top sixteen decklist mm. from Japan and and maybe in comparison to the Magic Online showcase um, results, like this kind of still you know shows the, the the big difference right between like a, to- a paper tournament and a Magic Online tournament. Right. Yeah, it so or, exemplifies the differences. Right, like yeah. there's still a couple of blue black like scaminator decks in, especially in top sixteen. Um, can't deny that, but mm-hmm. it, it you know pe- people just end up playing whatever they they want or whatever cards they have in the collection. Right? Yeah, there's some um, other cool things like there's two death and taxes. Um, they're both like they both have the red splash for like Magus and Pyroblast in the sideboard. Green for um, actually, sorry, only one has green for Galactique in the sideboard. And then both have black in the main deck for uh, Bowmasters, Thoughtseize, and one Opposition Nation, I think. So mm, this is right this is one where like you know XJ of course has been like trailblazing it with the Luanil and stuff. But I think there's a lot of DNT players that kind of like arrived at blue black base, and then you can actually splash little bits and pieces for the sideboard like Magus and uh, Galactique. So it's cool to see that doing well in um, top eight, and then one in ninth as well. Yeah, dude, I, I want to go to Japan. Like uh, this day at work, my colleague and I we were talking about like what our plans are for for this year. And you know what she she's actually doing? She wants to go to Albania. Oh, yeah. Because Albania is not in the European Union yet. And I know I'm like totally pivoting to a completely different point <laughs> as this podcast episode comes to an end. But she said like, oh my, oh my God, she heard like Albania is going to like become part of Europe in like a year or two uh, of the European Union. And uh, she and her boyfriend, they want to explore like basically places that are not as touristy yet, which is like kind of cool, right? So they, they basically, like a lot of people, they would scan like, okay, which countries are in the European Union? Okay, where it's going to be easy. And she's like, no, no, no. Oh my God, I'm, I'm like, she's almost getting FOMO of experiencing the real Albania before the European Union comes in. Kind of. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. So anyway, and I, I was saying, you know what? Like if, if, if I wanted to go for my big plans, it would be Japan. And if I wouldn't go for big plans, it would be probably anything else pretty much. And now, what about now Wigan? once again. Wigan or London? Oh, dude, Wigan, like I talked about the big plans, right? That's So that's the that's biggest part plan. of those. That's yeah, the yeah. biggest plan. <laughs> Wigan is always the biggest plan. <laughs> the biggest, biggest, wickedest plan. <laughs> um, Wigan kebab. 
Absolute Legend. Wigan. Legend. Begin in Wigan. Begin it up in Wigan. <laughs> That's the next podcast. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh, what are you up to? I, I I hear you both are playing a lot more Magic again. And I might. Like, I recently played Blue Black Mill, another league. We almost 4 1. Nice. Ended up 3 and 2. There's, I think there's a couple of more um, Blue Black Mill streams coming in over the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. It's kind of hilarious, right? Whenever I play Blue Black Mill, it's not that crazy anymore to go like three and two with it but nice. that's part of that is also that people get like really like greedy and some of the the control decks that they don't that don't play endurance it's actually hilarious how much mm -hmm. they get crept on by the crabs mm. yeah anyway i've got a uh exciting holiday coming up so apart from the i know i, know I said it already but i'll be away for like two and a half about three weeks from thursday evening so yeah maybe you guys have to awesome. talk between yourselves the next one. Oh, we will figure it out we'll you can, you can chat all the shit about me <laughs> we will you know we always have like private conversations like i randomly just call kai and like you know and then we talk in german ah kai weißt du der, der kalum der has so a kartoffelkopf this is unglaublich <laughs> and then we talk like big shit about you like very much yeah yeah i expect nothing less and i hope nothing less Awesome. So everybody, thank you so much for supporting our shit talking. By the way, I wanted to make this very quick. Some of you recently had to, to quit your podcast subscription Patreon and like you actually, you never, never, even though I, know, I appreciate that some of you did, you never, ever, ever have to write me a message and tell me why you have to quit. I really appreciate it, but never feel obligated to ever do that because... Even if you support in the past and you don't do it anymore, you already are like the top 1% of supporters of the podcast in that way because you did that. So never, ever feel obligated to ever tell me why, why, why. so just like do it. it. It's really no problem. And with that, <laughs> that was a way longer than I wanted to make it. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for supporting our, our little tiny little project here, um, especially our Eternal Witness tier supporters, Kane, Colin Garassi, Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Testacular, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cowper, Cassandra Davis, Dylan Shoemaker, Retro Shera, Tom Zischka, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber, and our top fairy seer supporters, Yay. Scott Monroe, Evan Lazar, Tom Hepp, Ian Seifert, and Colin Oscarby. Thank you so much. You guys have a great time skiing. Let me know how it goes. And Kai, you just seriously play Doomsday and take down for seasons. Okay. Trust me. That easy. See, See ya. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.